Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. In this week's headlines, NBC, having already given the green light to a Will & Grace reboot, wants even more. I've got a favorite on this season's The Amazing Race, and I bet you will too. New Mexico says no to so-called ex-gay therapy. And I talked to international supermodel and actor Tyson Beckford about his residency in Las Vegas as the celebrity guest host for the world-famous Chippendales. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. First up this week, I caught up with my pal Tyson Beckford. Yes, I mean that Tyson Beckford, international supermodel and actor, just hours before he hit the stage as the headliner for Chippendales at the Rio Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. As a fashion model and actor, Tyson is probably best known as a Ralph Lauren polo model. He was named Man of the Year by Music Channel VH1 and one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world by People Magazine, and that's an understatement, kids. He also co-hosted the modeling contest Make Me a Supermodel on Bravo, and he's appeared in dozens of films, including Gully, Zoolander, Gas, Into the Blue, Kings of the Evening, Hotel California, Dream Street, Chocolate City, and, of course, Supermodel. And then there are the music videos, where we all have seen him appear twice with Toni Braxton for her music videos Breathe Again and Unbreak My Heart. And he also shared the small screen with Britney Spears for her music video Toxic and Mariah Carey's Infinity. This is Tyson's third run with the Cuffs and Collars Company, having been brought into headline in 2015. His box office numbers were so undeniable they brought him back later that year for a second run. And now, two years later, they brought him back not just for a few weeks, but possibly a few months in residency with the Chippendales. But Tyson explains it a whole lot better than I do. I just hold the microphone and I stare at the woofy goodness that is Tyson Beckford. Here's Tyson talking all things Chippendales. So, Tyson Beckford, here we are. So, two years ago, you get a call. We'd like you to come host Chippendales. Yeah. And you thought... I was like, I was like, wait a minute, really? And I, and the first thing that came to mind was Ian. When Ian did it, I had no understanding of how of the how the show really worked until I saw a little bit of his, and then I said, really, it's kind of there. It's not the male review when you think of it. What you thought of, right? Yeah, exactly. So when I got here, and I finally did my first run at it, I was like, this is more off Broadway than anything I've ever seen before, mm -hmm. you know? And then when I think of the other guys, the other shows, they're more that male review that you're like, right. Uh, right. maybe I don't want to go there. Yeah, so this so, is more classy. So you go into the show the first time, uh -huh. opening night. Yeah. Was it what nervous. you thought it was going to be? Nervous? Yeah, I was nervous. And I was just like, all right, I hope I, I was trying to remember all my numbers because I mm -hmm. like to go over it in my head. Mm -hmm. 
after the first week, I didn't even think about it. I just, muscle memory took me where I needed to be. And then now I just don't really listen. I get into the groove of it. I'm dancing to it. And then when I, my cue to get off, I, you know, I just automatically know it now. You and know? was the audience what you thought it would be? Was it? I had an idea of the audience, but it was like down here. Mm-hmm. But when I got out there, the audience was up here. <laughs> so it was really more than what I expected. I didn't expect to get so much love. And it's like, it's a high. It's such an adrenaline rush. Not only did you get a high, you got sold out. Yeah, yeah, you got, got sold out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they brought you back. Yeah, yeah. They said so they, did they, some we need you to really come back. Good, yeah, we did some really good box office numbers. So I was, I was, I was shocked. I'm always shocked when it comes to that stuff because. <laughs> so it so, gets even better. Even so better. now, two so, years later. Two years later. They called you again. Called me again. And they're like, Tyson, and, you know, can you come back for an even but longer? But this was different. Kevin came to me, and we met in Manhattan. We got to talking, and he was like, "Look, you know, we'd like you to come back." I was like, seriously, again, you like me that much? <laughs> and I was like, I've seen guys come here and I've seen them do maybe two runs. I've never seen them do this. Yeah. So when he told me, like, look, you're the biggest draw. The guys want you back. You did such good numbers. That was great for us. We're willing to give you whatever money you want. <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't really have to ask for much. He just laid it out. And it was just like, you know what? I, got, I get a chance to go back with the guys. I wasn't doing nothing this summer anyway. So why not? So it was fun. So the and first such time good you press too, oh, I well, get really yeah. good press. I You've mean, been doing everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good morning, America. The I first mean, time you go into the show, you didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't now you know. come in. You're a veteran. Yeah. So no, is I'm there is there a now. different perspective coming in now? Do you? Yeah, but you know what? I still get that same feeling like the rookie I was. I get that same high as the rookie I was, sitting back there with a, with a lot of the other vets who have been doing this ten. You know, 10 plus years. It's just like, I asked, I asked him, like, yo, you guys get tired of this? He said, no, you know, yeah. it's fun. I mean, we want to be out breaking bricks and, mm-hmm. you know, chopping trees. It's, nah, this is it. This is good. Speaking of, you mentioned the this guys several times. You have a great rapport with the guys, oh, I don't do. you? We, you? Like, you, it is Tyson and the guys. Yeah. Yeah, you saw us out there. We be cracking up. And it, there's so there's camaraderie backstage. Oh, yeah, it's the same. It's even more uh, crazier backstage. I mean, so you just saw a piece of us here. And this is just a Friday, you know? <laughs> wait till tomorrow. <laughs> or wait till show two. There's also Tyson and the guys out on the town sometimes, yes, right? Yes, yes, that's fun. So it, it, the questions are already being asked. Where are we going tonight? Where are we going? I like <laughs> Like, I don't know, because a lot of the guys have girlfriends now, and some are married, so we, I try not to pressure them to go out, because, you know, I don't want to get on the bad side of their ladies. I want to be the friend of their ladies, mm-hmm. you know? So I also have some friends coming to town, too. So I have no friends this weekend, which is weird, Oh, you know? I was going to ask about Last this. weekend, they were here. So oh when you God. were here before, I remember you had tons oh, of friends. Yeah, Everybody wants to go to Las yeah, Vegas, and you're yeah, starting the show, everyone, so go yeah, see they Tyson. To see it. Everyone, yeah. All my friends wanted yeah. to see it, so now they know what to expect, so they're like... All right, when are we coming back out? I said, well, what do you guys want? So, Tyson Beckford looks like this all the time. It's easy, right? You roll out of bed. You look like that? Uh, no, no, no. I, Tell me I about your day. Like, what I, is I, your day like? My day is like waking up. Like I said, I, I, I make breakfast for myself. You know, I have my shakes. Basically, wash my face, moisturize, brush my teeth, and then just get to the gym and put in some good time in there. An hour... 45 to an hour, or, or, or 45 to, I'll say, to two hours, depending on if it's my day off or my day on. I found last week I overdid it on my day on. I did legs so bad that my, I was so weak when I was doing the show. So I said, all right, 
not so crazy on legs. Let's just ease up and we'll just do it right. So. And does it depend on the project you're doing? If you're doing a movie, if you're yeah, doing it does, Chippendales, it does. do you it have does. a different goal in mind? Like I have a different mass goal. or leaning down? Yeah, most of the jobs is leaning down, and sometimes some movies I get to go up, mm-hmm. and I like to go up because yeah. it, it's a challenge for me. Because I'm, I'm mostly model ready, mm-hmm. meaning runway ready, right. and that's usually like 185 to 190. Mm-hmm. This, my first time here, I was 190, and then the second time I was about 195. Mm-hmm. I came this time 210. So you look I, it. Now. I dropped. You look it. I dropped down to. I dropped eight pounds now, but I got to put it back on. Oh, I only dropped no, the eight good. pounds mm-hmm. because of the going through the press and, and not having a chance to eat as much as I like to. It, it's good. I'm putting a lot on my legs, my chest, my arms, so it's good. Last question. Yeah. So we hear about the wild things that happen to Chippendales. Do the ladies ever really get crazy? Do they ever, like, oh, they throw crazy. underwear? They do get, they really they, do they, this? They, they do that. They, they, we get underwear. At least I do. I get underwear. <laughs> I get phone numbers. Uh-huh. I get propositioned at the, at the flirt lounge. Uh-huh. Well, I get awesome. stolen. They want to take me home. <laughs> sometimes it's not just one. Sometimes it's two. So, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So it's like, hey. You know, and you got you got to pace yourself because remember, you get you, it's only it's only Thursday, it's only Thursday. You still got Friday, Saturday, Sunday to go. So, you know, I try to pace myself. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you yeah. for chatting. Thank yeah, you. No Have a great opening night. It's always good talking. Yeah, to you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank <All> you. Right. <laughs> True words of wisdom when you're Tyson Beckford. I try and pace myself. It's only Thursday. I encourage everyone to buy their tickets. Come see Tyson Beckford at the Chippendales at the Rio Hotel and Casino here in Las Vegas. I've known Tyson for a few years now, and I really have to say, out of all the celebrities I've met, I'm always reminded that there are people who play it cool, and there are people who are cool. Tyson is the latter. Being out in public with Tyson, I have never seen him fail to stop and shake that hand, take that selfie, embrace any and all of his fans who say hello to him. He's almost the anti-supermodel, because when we think of supermodels, there's this kind of aloof allure from a distance kind of thing going on. But with Tyson, it's up front, shake the hand, hug the shoulder, take the selfie. He's truly a great guy. Come to Las Vegas. Have fun at Chippendales and do it while you can. I understand he's been booked through June at this point, but please make sure you check the website at Chippendales.com and get out here and see him. I'm sure he's going to be extended yet again because who doesn't love some Tyson Beckford? And yes, everyone is welcome at Chippendales. Gay, straight, male, female. Bring your friends, bring your boyfriend, bring your husband, bring your wife, bring them all. Everyone is welcome at Chippendales. Also in entertainment news, it looks like Will & Grace fans will be getting more episodes than they had originally been promised earlier this year. The revival of the smash hit sitcom, which aired from 1998 to 2006, was originally picked up in January for a 10-episode limited installment run. Headline is now reporting that the series is getting its order expanded and will return next season with 12 new episodes. The Will & Grace revival quickly has emerged as one of NBC's top assets for next season and is featured front and center in the NBC Universal's upfront spots unveiled this week. The new ninth season of Will & Grace, reuniting original stars Eric McCormick, Deborah Messing, Megan Mullally, and Sean Hayes, 
stems from the surprise election-themed reunion mini-episode that was released on September 26th. Done without NBC's involvement, it immediately triggered talk of a series revival, and we are all the more happy for it. Looking forward to it. I've been a fan of the CBS reality competition, The Amazing Race, since its inception years ago. This season, the show is teaming up complete strangers to race around the world in hopes of winning the million-dollar prize. I usually have a favorite, and this season it's clear. Seth Tyler, openly gay public information officer and LGBTQ liaison for the Bellevue Police Department outside of Seattle, is already kicking major butt based on the premiere. The 37-year-old, who grew up on a small farm, joined the Bellevue force as a motorcycle officer. He told the Seattle Times before the season premiere, My experience being a police officer means that I can take orders. Oh my heavens, he takes orders. And can execute without drama and hesitation or questioning. I knew that would serve me well. Well, in last week's season premiere, Seth won not only the first challenge, but the second challenge. According to his Amazing Race bio, Seth describes himself as driven, focused, and silly. And he says his favorite hobbies include hiking, snowboarding, and camping. You can follow him, and I really recommend it, on Instagram at Tileset, T-Y-L-S-E-T. Did I mention that he likes to work out? So there are a lot of gym pictures and biceps and shoulders and all of that. Anyway, he seems like a really great guy. He seems level-headed. He's not one of those people who's going to scream at his partner. And I'm just enjoying the whole ride with Seth Tyler. Watch The Amazing Race. Legal doings. This week, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit found that Title VII of the 1964 Civil Rights Act includes protections based on sexual orientation. This decision marks the first time a federal appellate court has ruled this way and reverses a previous decision made in July. Human Rights Campaign Legal Director Sarah Warvelo issued this statement. This critically important circuit court decision has adopted a well-grounded legal analysis concluding that our nation's civil rights laws include sexual orientation. Today's ruling is a monumental victory for fairness in the workplace and for the dignity of lesbian, gay, and bisexual Americans who may live in fear of losing their job based on whom they love. This court joins five others that have ruled these laws also prohibit discrimination on the basis of gender identity. The case stemmed from a lawsuit brought by Indiana teacher Kimberly Hively, who alleged that Ivy Tech Community College in South Bend did not offer her a full-time position because she's a lesbian. Three previous rulings in federal courts in Seattle, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. concluded sexual orientation inherently involves sex-based considerations. And so sexual orientation discrimination claims are necessarily claims under Title VII. No doubt this will end up at the Supreme Court, so bring it. Stay tuned. In New Mexico this week, Governor Susana Martinez signed legislation that bans so-called ex-gay conversion therapy, making the land of enchantment the seventh state to prohibit the practice on young LGBTs. The Republican governor said she signed the legislation, Senate Bill 121, out of her belief that the practice harms children. Conversion therapy, sometimes referred to as sexual orientation change efforts or reparative therapy, 
I call it torture, attempts to change an individual's sexual orientation or gender identity or expression. These practices are based on the false premise that being LGBTQ is a mental illness that needs to be cured, a theory that has been rejected for decades. In truth, major medical and psychological institutions, I'm talking the World Health Organization, the American Medical Association, the American Psychological Association, and the American Academy of Pediatrics, all condemn conversion therapy. Many have likened the approach to torture. Numerous studies have shown the harmful practice could lead to depression, anxiety, poor self-esteem, self-hatred, substance abuse, and worse, suicide. Amber Royster, the executive director of Equality New Mexico, said in a statement the signing of the law is not just a victory for New Mexico, but one for herself, having endured conversion therapy. Quote, as a survivor of conversion therapy that happened right here in my home state of New Mexico, it is a very special day to see this barbaric and dangerous practice banned in the place that I grew up and call home. My hope is that parents and families everywhere will think twice before seeking to change their LGBTQ child or loved one, and now we have the legal mechanism to ensure it doesn't happen at the hands of licensed practitioners in New Mexico. As I mentioned, this makes New Mexico the seventh state to ban ex-gay therapy for minors. New Mexico joins Illinois, Oregon, New Jersey, Vermont, California, and New York, plus the four cities of Seattle, Miami Beach, Cincinnati, and Washington, D.C. Good move, New Mexico. More, please. Even though we are two years past the landmark Supreme Court ruling that declared marriage equality is the law of the land, Nebraska is, oh, was, the last state to hang on to policies that block same-sex couples from fostering children or adopting them. In 1995, the director of the Nebraska Department of Social Services issued a policy memorandum dictating that, quote, people who identify themselves as homosexuals or even unrelated, unmarried adults residing together, read that gay people because we couldn't marry back then, were banned from both fostering children or adopting them. Well, on Friday, the Nebraska Supreme Court upheld a lower court ruling that struck down the ban. In his ruling, Judge John Wright wrote, Memo 195 was a published statement on DHHS's official website that heterosexuals only need apply to be foster parents. It is legally indistinguishable from a sign reading whites only on the hiring office door. Memo 195 clearly excluded same-sex couples and individuals who identified as homosexuals either from being licensed or from having state wards placed in their homes. Good for Judge Wright. In addition, he ruled that the state had to pay the plaintiffs their $174,000 legal bill. President Obama's Army Secretary, Eric Fanning, was the first openly gay man to serve in that position. President Trump, being everything anti-Obama, now logically picks for his Army Secretary, Tennessee State Senator Mark Green, a man who is currently sponsoring anti-LGBT legislation in his state.
The Secretary of the Army, which is the top civilian leader for the U.S. Army, has oversight of the 140-plus Army Reserve installations worldwide and an approximately $150 billion budget. According to the Huffington Post, Green is currently the sponsor of SB 127 in his state, a bill that would bar government entities from taking discriminatory action against a business entity on the basis of the internal policies of the business entity. What that means is it would bar the government from ruling against and taking action against a business that discriminated against gay people. Tennessee does not currently have non-discrimination protections on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, although some municipalities do have stronger rules protecting LGBTQ government employees. But Green's bill would bar local governments and public universities from looking at companies' internal policies when doing business or giving out contracts because it would be considered discrimination against the business. Who cares about the people, I guess? Quote, You wouldn't be able to have a provision in your contracting rules saying we'll only contract with organizations that treat married same-sex couples equally. You couldn't do that, said Chris Sanders, the executive director of the Tennessee Equality Project. Mr. Green is President Trump's second pick for Army Secretary after Vincent Viola, a billionaire and owner of the Florida Panthers National Hockey League team, pulled out of consideration, saying he couldn't separate himself from his businesses enough so as not to pose a conflict of interest. This seems to be an ongoing thread in the Trump administration, doesn't it? And finally, last month the Trump administration proposed slashing the annual budget of the National Institutes for Health by $1.3 billion. $300 million of that was earmarked for PEPFAR, the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, former President George W. Bush's universally praised program to battle HIV-AIDS in Africa. This week, Bush wrote an eloquent op-ed for the Washington Post urging Team Trump to spare PEPFAR from the chopping block. At the end of his op-ed, he wrote, As the executive and legislative branches review the federal budget, they will have vigorous debates about how best to spend taxpayers' money, and they should. Some will argue we have enough problems at home and shouldn't spend money overseas. I argue that we shouldn't spend money on programs that don't work, whether at home or abroad, but they should fully fund programs that have proven to be efficient, effective, and results-oriented. Saving nearly 12 million lives is proof that PEPFAR works, and I urge our government to fully fund it. We're on the verge of an AIDS-free generation, but the people of Africa still need our help. The American people deserve credit for this tremendous success and should keep going until the job is done. It's not often I agree with President Bush, but I'm with him here, and I appreciate his voice. I hope in the weeks to come, sane minds prevail in the White House and PEPFAR continues to be fully funded so as to continue the fight against HIV-AIDS. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you like catching up with LGBT news on The Randy Report podcast, I want to ask you to hit that subscribe button on iTunes and then every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent right to you effortlessly for you to catch up, listen at your leisure. 
I am more than happy to say that in just a few weeks on iTunes, we have become one of the top 20 LGBT podcasts. Your subscriptions and reviews help to let the world and iTunes know that you like The Randy Report. Also, I invite you to join me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where you can find me following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.